there, you're listening to the Park Rush Podcast. This is a Thing Park Podcast. I'm Tom. Joining me as ever is Josh. Hello there. Hello there, Josh. How's it going? Very good, thank you. How about yourself? It's nearly here, Josh. Oh boy. The last ever family trip to Florida is almost wow. upon us. Can you believe it? I can't, because I thought last year was the last ever trip to Florida, Josh. And before that, I thought the one before that was the last ever trip to Florida. History tells me, Josh, that I'll be back again in 2024. So, who knows? But There, there are uh, other, other things afoot, though, Tom, that you know might put a damper on that. Who knows? What, like being forced from the family home to... <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, a couple of weeks ago, the 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 quote unquote dampener on that would be, well, I've got to save up for Japan. Now it's like, no, nope. <laughs> need a mortgage. Not yeah. going, not going into anything parks next year. You've, you've got to, you've you've got to find twelve months to find a mortgage in one of the worst times to find a mortgage. Yeah, it's uh, troubling times. And it will mean Thanks, basically Dad. no no material for the Park Rush podcast. Whatever will we do, Josh? Maybe we'll just have to <sighs> knock it on the head. That's sad. That's a sad thought. Is it though? I mean, to go out to go out without a bang would be a, a mighty shame. Yeah, but we've said we have to go out with the Japan trip, which I thought was a noble pursuit. But I mean, who knows when that might be now, Josh? Because you know, 2024 might be off the table. 2025, if there's a big thing park trip in 2025, it's got to be Epic Universe, right? Well, I'm so looking forward to Japan in 2026. I mean, it's nice to have plans so far ahead. It really is. Tell you what, though, Josh, I did have a, what I am going to straight up call a thing park adjacent experience this week. Ooh. Yeah, so as part of my job, I was invited along to Apple's head offices in London. Yes. Landon for, uh, for the launch of the iPhone 15. And very cool offices. They're in Battersea Power Station, which if people haven't been around there recently, it's been it's all been transformed into a shopping centre. It's it's quite strange the vibe. It's very trendy. There are a lot of very well dressed people walking around. I felt incredibly out of place quite frankly. But the Apple store really had strong Disney World vibes. I know a lot of people say that the main campus in California really does have theme park vibes and this didn't have theme park vibes in like in a setting uh, sense yeah. but just the way everyone spoke to you, everyone behaved, at least putting on a show that they loved to be there, that they loved that you were there, that they wanted you to be having a great time. Have you done anything quite as exciting with your week as... Go to uh, an Apple theme park? Uh, no. <laughs> have you watched the Chessington vlog, Josh? The- I have. There's two things I would say. I think the cinematography is top notch. I think you know the you know the cinematography, the direction is good. I'd say, uh, and this is more a hardware review, but I think the audio on that Pixel isn't great. Well, yeah, I I did. There were certain scenes where I think I had a quote-unquote speech enhancer turned on. And I think it, frankly, did the opposite of enhance the speech. 
but I kind yeah. of agree. I think throughout the sound quality isn't particularly amazing. It's definitely worse in some scenes. The uh, the video footage is okay. I thought it looked a little bit washed out, but it's not too bad. It's not too bad. And now now I'm in a I'm in a real first world problem, Josh. Which <laughs> which premium flagship smartphone do I use to film Park Crush content in Florida? Do I use the Pixel Fold or do I now use the iPhone 15 Pro Max? It's got to be the Pro Max. Is uh, it? It has to be. Yeah. Is that is that superior? Is it? It's got it's got to be right. I mean, you got that five times optical zoom. Uh, this is going to come out like a PR piece, um, and I think the audio from the vlogs that we that I've done previously uh, seems to be superior. So you would expect the Pro Max to be uh, of a similar standard, if not better. Um, so I'd expect that to be better than the Pixel. Uh, you know, you do lose those selfie shots. I think it's a, you know, I think the Pixel is a good camera for taking stills, but I think the iPhone is a better video camera. Oh, so I'm going to have to lug both of them around, am I? I'm I think it's post the only to way. The, post to the gram with the Pixel, post to YouTube and TikTok with the iPhone. Uh, and the way oh. you can do that, Tom, is by buying yourself a Dooney and Burke bag. They're two chunky phones as well. I mean, last year I was just packing an iPhone mini. You know, you can't really travel any lighter than that phone-wise. And now I'm going to be lugging around the biggest iPhone you can buy and a Pixel Fold, which must be one of the heaviest phones you can buy. Yeah. You, you, you uh, countered the titanium build of the, Pix- of the uh, Pro Max with mm. just a super heavy other phone. Yeah. Yeah. First world problems, eh? Nice ones to have. But yeah, the uh, Chessington vlog was a lot of fun to put together. That is up on our YouTube channel, which you can find at youtube.parkrush.com. Do go and watch that. would be much appreciated. Although I have to say, Josh, whilst that was definitely the best video I'd watched this week for most of the week, it has since been topped by footage of a black bear <laughs> track traipsing through the Magic Kingdom, having a lovely day out. This is this is definitely something that's quite impressive. We are taking all the reporting at face value. The videos do look legit. We are assuming that this is indeed a bear and not just a, you know Winnie the Pooh on his lunch break or something <laughs> like that. I mean, the Country Bears Jamboree, they've, of course, announced was closing. Josh, maybe one of them just lost yeah, it and went, strike. They went feral. You've seen the footage, I assume. What's your take? It's the thing with the with the park where it is. It's kind of in the middle of the wilderness, in the wild. These things just happen. Uh, it's not a super common occurrence in Disney because it's you know it is quite a swampland and, and the like. You do get more alligators and that sort of thing. But yeah, black bears are going to go hunting for food, as Yogi Bear uh, often says. What do they charge? Think. What do they charge black bears to come into the park? Do we know? Because obviously, kid tickets are kind of a disgrace, aren't they? They're only about five dollars cheaper than an adult ticket. How much does a bear get in for? Do we have that information to hand? The bears are actually more expensive, right? I yeah, see. They're five dollars more than an adult ticket. It's ridiculous. Uh, right. So why did they try and capture the bear? Did he not pay up? Did he try and jump a line or get into yeah, a lightning he was lane? Jumping. It's, it's out of order, really. He was queue jumping. You can't have that, yeah. as we all know. 
Well, it depends um, what ride he was trying to queue jump. You couldn't blame him if it was Winnie the Pooh. You could understand the excitement. Yeah, well, again, unfortunately, it was uh, country bears. The queue wasn't even that long, so I don't know what he was doing. But uh, unless, yeah. unless, uh, yes, we're reading a report here from the Independent. <clears throat> uh, the bear was reportedly spotted in a tree near Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Really, is the wildest ride. In the wilderness, Josh. Uh, uh, This prompted Disney employees to stand at various locations in the park to stop guests from getting there, which, I mean, what a message to have to convey to the guests. Like, oh, why can't we go in here? Well, there's a bear. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. There's there's a lot of them. They play instruments. No, 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 no. Uh, No, like a real bear. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Real, Real bear. Magic Kingdom. Or anything part like this, really. I would say it's probably one of the few locations where, if you, you know, if you came across a bear, you would probably double take, right? Like you wouldn't be. Would you be immediately sure that it was a real bear, or would part of you uh, stop and be like, "Is this, is this, is this a bit? Is this, is this, a, is this a park thing, or is that an actual bear?" But of course, if you wait too long trying to work it out, you, might be you too make late. Your face mold off. Yeah. Uh, I think you know if I saw it in a tree. I'd be like, oh, that's a real bear. Like like this mm. bear, I'd be like, oh, that's a real bear. If I saw a bear walking down the middle of Main Street, I'd be like, man, that's a damn good animatronic. On two legs. Yeah. Just With waving at people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Little blue jacket on and a hat. <laughs> uh, maybe he's angry about Splash Mountain. Maybe that's where he was trying to get to. Yeah, maybe now, he's Brer Bear. Maybe he's Brer Bear. Maybe he's maybe he's, that he's maybe been, it was a homeless. real bear in there all that time, not an animatronic. Yeah, he's, he's homeless, homeless now. He's uh, trying to find somewhere else to live. It's not good enough, really, is it? No, out of order. A few rides had to close as a result of this as well. So, of course, Big Thunder Mountain, as you'd expect, given that that is where the bear was hanging out. <laughs> but also, imagine you just going along on the ride, he just falls in your lap. <laughs> Uh, they also had to close the Walt Disney World Railroad Tom Sawyer Island you would not want to be on Tom Sawyer Island with a bear (laughs) no escape Uh, the Liberty Square Riverboat which seems a bit excessive I don't think the bear's going to manage to clamber onto the riverboat is he and the Hall of Presidents which I I just love the idea of the bear gate crashing the Hall of Presidents just mauling the Trump animatronic (laughs) or something I imagine the bear uh, taking the place of uh, Trump, just sort of standing there. <laughs> just his chest giving a speech. The, the curtain comes up, and the and the bear is there, and he realizes what's happening. Just his eyes dart from side to side. Just like, uh, <laughs> land of the free. Well, I hope the bear's all right. They got him out. They got him out of there. Uh, they, oh, they called in. Called in wildlife say, officials. Uh, it's a female bear. We should say we've been saying he all this time. Oh, but I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've, I've misgendered the bear. My bad. We should say that. We should say they to begin with. Sorry. Really. Yeah, we should. There's a quote here from the Florida Fish and Wildlife Commission. In most cases, it is best for bears to be given space and to move. Oh, it's, you're not going to get any of that in the Magic Kingdom. Oh, the bear. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Space. Uh, the bear. I don't know what he was thinking. Sorry, what she was thinking. Uh, if, you, if she wants space, she, she went to the wrong place. 
uh, given this situation, staff captured the animal and they've relocated the bear out of the park to an area in or around the uh, Asala National Forest. So there we go. Hopefully the bear is doing well. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure they are. Yeah. Also warned that inevitably as human development continues, house building or whatever it might be, uh, there are going to be more interactions between people and bears in the years to come. It's true. So, there we are. Uh, be aware, people of Florida. It's bringing people into prime bear habitat. Yeah. Have you ever been in a theme park during like a period of really weird disruption? Like, like not not something standard. Like, oh, it's raining. We have to close some rubber. Something a bit, something no. a bit unusual. Yeah. No. No. Like really heavy rain. Hmm. But that's that's it. Yeah. That's, uh, nothing else gone down really. Um, I, I like to keep all of my wild encounters to the wild. Mm. Um, like the time when I almost got eaten by a coyote, uh, that sort of thing. Right. I didn't know about that, but it's... Uh... Yeah, just casual. Yeah, all right, okay. I had been to Disneyland the day before that happened, uh, two days before that happened. I have a question. If you could pick one Disney ride to go on with a bear, uh, what would it be? Uh, Splash Mountain would be good. It's gone, Josh. Well, yeah, but, I mean, it would would have, you know, eventually it will be Tiana's. Because um, that again is a good photo opportunity. Just there's Haunted a lot of good mansion. photo opportunities. To be fair, haunted mansion, <laughs> haunted mansion, troll. Uh, it has to straddle it like a bike. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll just end this with some some good advice. I would say from the wildlife officials: stay away from bears. Stay away from bears. Yeah, if you see a bear, give it space. Never approach or feed it. Uh, if you feel threatened by a bear. Observe a sick, injured, dead, or orphaned bear. Report it to someone. Uh, well, report it to the hotline. Um, likewise, if you see someone harming a bear or intentionally feeding a bear, you should also report them. Um, I don't know really. <laughs> if you feel threatened by a bear, presumably it's because they're in quite close proximity to you. Maybe you've literally <laughs> just stumbled across a bear somewhere it's and you're having a bit of a money. You haven't really got time to pick up the phone and say, excuse me. <laughs> you, you're running um, a local pizza shop and he's coming in and asking for protection money. Well, there we are. Uh, as I say, hopefully the bear is all right and nobody Bears was harmed. can't live with them. We move on. Yeah. Disney to nearly double theme park capital expenditures, uh, presumably on uh, bear protection measures. Yes. Uh, mostly. Uh, this came to us, uh, or this comes to us via Theme Park Insider, and they report it based on a SEC filing. So it's the Securities Exchange Commission, I believe, in the US, yes. uh, where Disney said that, as I say, they're going to double capital expenditure on their Theme Park business over the next 10 years uh, to approximately $60 billion. Uh, I mean, that's a lot. I mean, we spoke last week about all the plans that they've got uh, from Destination D23. And, you know, there's ongoing stuff that wasn't mentioned last week that they're obviously spending big on as well. The Walt Disney Studios Park project in Paris, for example. So this is theme parks across the board, not just US theme parks. 
what do you think's behind this, Josh? Obviously, Disney have been, you know, relatively speaking, uh, not having a great time financially, but I stress relatively there because they're still doing very well indeed. But it's um, you know perhaps not the time that you would expect after so many years of at least a perception that they maybe haven't invested in the parks to the degree that maybe they could have or, or should have. Uh, this is quite a big commitment, I suppose. Do you think it's down to competition? Like, obviously, this is specific to the US, but Universal have been making some big moves of late a lot of investment in Hollywood and, of course, Florida with Epic Universe. Yeah, I think, you know, for, to your first point about how they, I mean, somewhat relatively struggling, I think, you know, the, this is that specific line comes from a problem with how modern day capitalism works, in that if you're not doing better than you did your last year, then you're failing as a company, which is complete nonsense. Disney are doing incredibly well, they're incredibly profitable still. Um, they'll be here for many years to come. You know, you hear stories about them maybe wanting to sell to Apple. Nonsense. Um, certainly if they're going to now be spending $60, $60 billion in aggregate uh, on theme parks, they're definitely going to be selling to Apple anytime soon. Whether this comes on the back of competition, I do certainly think so. I think Universal, especially in Florida, has proven that they, you know, spent their way out of the COVID pandemic um, and actually they saw massive gains from that uh, whereas Disney uh, you know pulled back and reduced their spending and uh, they have seen a drop off as well it's almost like a microcosm for British politics but that's another story <laughs> uh so, yeah, I do think it comes from that. And I think, you know, we have seen that in what they're doing at the parks in terms of uh, the Zootopia land. Uh, sorry, not the Zootopia land, the uh, South America land, Animal Kingdom this past week at D23. Um, this sort of area behind Big Thunder that they're talking about doing. Uh, things like that. You've seen those sorts of expansion coming on online uh, they're talking about they have a thousand acres of land that they could develop which is equivalent to about seven new Disneylands so they're very much uh, eyeing that expansion to try and improve their numbers do you think we see an entirely new Disney theme park anywhere announced uh, if, if not built in the next ten years I don't think so I think you know there's rumours of the needing to have another one in uh Paris, but I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I think if you see another one, I don't think it'll be Florida anytime soon. You know, there was all, obviously the rumours of another one in California, which may or may not happen. Um, I think that's probably one of the more likely ones, even though I don't think it's still likely that much at all. Um, other than that, I don't know, maybe Shanghai. Josh, I've got that's it. Probably the next one that's got the land. But <laughs> I got it, Josh. Go Swanscombe Peninsula. Oh, hello. Yeah. Yeah. They've proved themselves with bears. If anyone can handle spiders, <laughs> surely it's Disney. Well, yes, I think, that's, uh, I think that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Get them down. <clears throat> Indeed. Uh, this, this line as well perhaps ties into this maybe. So Josh DeMauro... Um, spoke at an investors summit for Wall Street analysts this week 
and he kind of off the cuff it would seem but there may be some substance to this Uh, he seemed to suggest that frozen may get its own land at disneyland in california um, obviously we're seeing frozen get a pretty big presence at a lot of the parks uh hong kong uh paris uh there are rides you know frozen rides dotted around in other parks as well i don't know if they've announced a frozen three but regardless it remains one of their biggest franchises certainly of the last 10 years so i guess it would make a lot of sense for frozen to have a bigger presence at disneyland right you you'd imagine that uh, that's something they would probably do yeah i would say so um it makes sense there's obviously not a massive frozen area at disney world so they there isn't a proper frozen land in the u.s so it would make sense to have one down there in california right there we go and the last bit of Disney news, and this is just looking ahead, really. Uh, this coming week, so by the time you next hear a Park Crush podcast, Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser will have flown for the final time. Uh, I still can't quite... I mean, there's part of me that is like, well, of course this has happened. There's part of me that kind of forgets this exists. And I guess for that reason... It should therefore be no surprise that it's closing. But equally, there is part of me that is like, holy smokes, yeah, I, this thing's closing. That's insane. Like, like, all the money and investment and hype that went into this from a Disney perspective to just completely cut your losses and kill it off so soon. I mean, it's been running for, what, two years? It's maybe not even yeah. that. It's it's quite incredible, really. I can't really think of another sort of thing part project of this scale which has been nipped in the bud so quickly. It's pretty mad. It is pretty mad. You know, they. it's one of them weird things where it was, it was prohibitively expensive for a lot of people. Mm. Um, once you've done it once, you weren't necessarily going to go back and do it again. Certainly not in a quick succession. Maybe he's going to leave it a couple of years and go again. Um and it just meant that they couldn't get the people to fill it. And actually now that they've announced that it's closing, it's had some of the best months it's ever had. Maybe it's all a ploy. Maybe uh, it'll get to the end of the month and they'll go, oh, well, it's open for another three months. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, that's I'd the thing, it. right? It's like that scarcity dynamic that you so often see with things like merch. You know, if people are yeah. constantly thinking, oh, this is not going to be here much longer they'll panic buy. And in the case of this, they would probably panic book no matter how much it costs. And then I think you would end up with more people who have already done it booking to go again. Because as you say, while I think normally they would either not feel the need to do it again, or if they did, they would be waiting some time to justify it. Yeah, if they feel like it's it's on the brink, then then that would maybe give them a little bit more you know, just inject a sense of urgency into into booking. But I, I think, you know, given where we're pretty late in the day now, I'm going to assume that it, it is indeed going to going to close as planned. Uh, we did do yeah, a so. trip report on the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. I'm just finding it now. This was from March 2022. So if you 
and miss that show then you can scroll back and find that we had Stephen Libby on from Cinema Blend who has been on the show a few times and yeah he he got to go to I think maybe the media uh, sort of previews for, for Galactic Star Cruiser and came on the show to tell, tell us all about it <clears throat> so yeah you can go back and listen to that if you so choose get a sense of what it was like and all the hope all the hope that there was <laughs> back then <laughs> Uh, and the halcyon days of March 2022. Uh, we're going to bounce now over to Spain and Port Ventura, Josh, which is now officially up for sale. So there we are. I mean, it's had multiple owners since opening in 1995. Anheuser-Busch, uh, Two Swords Group and yep. Universal Studios uh, and then a couple of private equity firms took control, and that's who owns it now. Uh, media reports in Spain reckon that they could get about a billion euros for the park. What do we reckon? That much? What do we reckon? Who's going to go for it? Do you think? I mean, I, for my money, obviously, whilst people will be looking for an established player to maybe make a move for it. Yeah, this has been a lot of scuttlebutt about Universal maybe going back and bringing it under their control again. Perhaps a, a slightly less inspiring choice, with all due respect, would be maybe Merlin. I think it's more likely that we just end up with another kind of equity firm or you know investment fund. Uh, maybe the Saudis, who knows, uh, end up buying this. That, that's what I think will happen. I'm. I'm I'm not convinced. Theme park wash. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. I think if it's going to be any of the big players, I think Merlin is probably the top dog for me in my eyes to to buy this out. Um, obviously, they've got the UK theme parks. They've got uh, Gardaland in Italy. Um, they now run the Cabri Museum ride. Uh, so you can get on onto the Cabri Museum with your annual pass, your Merlin annual pass. Uh, I did so not I know that. Yeah. I did that ride when I, was, when I was a kid. Yeah, same. It's, uh, it's still there. I feel like we should do it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tempt me, Frodo. Don't. Uh, but yeah, Porto Ventura is, I think... I think it's it's in a good place for Two Swords or for Merlin Entertainment. Uh, it's relatively warm all year round. Um, it's going to be bringing, it's, you know, it's got it's well regarded. Uh, whether they have the money for it or not is is the thing that I would maybe question. Um, but I think out of them or Universe, I think Merlin is the big player there. I think, like you say, uh, the hedge fund investment fund people are going to be the real choice here um, I actually think probably Universal's probably fourth on the list for me unfortunately mm. yeah yeah I would agree uh, it would be cool to see but I, I think it's unlikely speaking yeah, of Universal the, oh sorry go ahead go ahead I was just saying they, they need a uh, they need a European park to compete with Disney right surely well you'd like to think so right Josh I've got it Swanscombe Peninsula. <laughs> Swanscombe Peninsula. Universal, Make very experienced with spiders, again. as we know. Why did it have to be spiders? Uh, follow my voice, all that jazz. They're, they're across it. I know they know how to deal with, with spiders. Yeah. 
Dartford uh, Tunnel is in Harry Potter. Yeah. Very true. Over here. Follow my voice. <laughs> I say that, you know, I shouldn't... Re- I mean, that is at least actually Emma Watson, isn't it? But to be honest, even, even the real Emma Watson on all the Harry Potter stuff at Universal sounds like she's doing an impression of herself. Yeah, I, I don't know what I don't know what it is, but it's like she hadn't. Maybe she hadn't done any Harry Potter for a while when they got her back to do it, and she kind of forgot. I still don't believe that it's her. <laughs> no, it's definitely not her on the train. On the no, train, definitely not. Like yeah, a worst, <laughs> worst Hermione impression. I wish they'd like found like just in passing. If they just found someone who's slightly better, they just keep updating it until it's almost there. Oh, yeah, you I sound mean, vaguely like Hermione. Do you want to give it a go? My sister is is much better at, at it. She could probably do it. Uh, Universal, if you're listening, yeah, uh, we've got a candidate. Here we go. Okay. Right. Uh, let me retry my segue. Speaking of Universal, of course, uh, I've got a, a pretty tight relationship with Nintendo these days. Nintendo, though. Branching out a little bit, and this is Ooh. again kind of theme park adjacent. But they have teamed up with the Seattle Aquarium on a new exhibit that is going to be inspired by Animal Crossing. Which I, I'm, I'm, I like Animal Crossing. I don't really play it much myself, but I, I love the characters. I love the vibe of that game. I would love to see it leveraged in a theme park environment. So, you know, this will do for now. Basically, visitors will be able to meet characters from Animal Crossing New Horizons at the aquarium while learning all about marine conservation. So isn't that lovely, Josh? I mean, I, I just lovely. think Animal Crossing is crying out. I mean, I was basically using this as an excuse to talk about the fact that I want Animal Crossing at a theme park. Do you not think it really lends itself to a to a theme park land? Like you could have a, a quaint sort of little Disney-style dark ride or a kind of it's a small world kind of thing. You could imagine them making something fun out of that. I mean, by all means, try and make an extreme roller coaster, but I, I don't think it quite fits the vibe. But like the merch opportunities, the photo opportunities, all the kind of like you, you could imagine coming up with all sorts of fun, like phone and AR experiences and an Animal Crossing land, like from a business perspective it's i think right up there with pokemon when it comes to like monetizing potential in a thing park like it makes a lot of sense i mean animal crossing doesn't really do it for me um and i don't <laughs> know the experience doesn't seem to be there for uh attractions for me either like there's not the story is not there's not really a story, um, unless the story is capitalism. <laughs> well, it, maybe that's why it's perfect for a thing park, Josh. Maybe, yeah. Because that game is all about you being fleeced increasingly by a a, a, a real capitalist raccoon. So, Animal Crossing Land is just one big shop where it's just one raccoon, big shop. Raccoons take loads of money for stuff. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, look, I just want a Tom Nook like hat or something. I don't know. Tom Nook merch. <laughs> Give me some Tom Nook merch. Fair. I mean, that's fair enough. Right. That's going to do it for this week's Park Crush podcast. Thank you very much for listening. As I say, this is the last episode you'll hear before I end up in Florida. So hopefully there'll be lots of fun stuff for you to follow along at links.parkrush.com because that is where all the socials live. Uh, TikTok, Instagram, 
YouTube, etc. It's all there. And as I said at the top, if you are yet to watch our Chessington vlog, please do. It's on the YouTube channel. It's a lot of fun. Uh, that's going to do it. If you enjoyed the show and you haven't already, please subscribe. And if you already have, then great. We'll see you next week. Take it easy out there. Bye. See ya. Thank you.